Good morning, it's Pastor Chris with Soul Revival. We're here in our new beginning podcast, week 32 and day five. Yep, the day for for church. But tonight I will not be preaching. I will be uh, on the road uh, to visit and restore relationships. And uh, Pastor Chaplain Don Black will be preaching in my place. But um, make sure y'all tune in for that tonight on uh, YouTube, Soul Revival Ministries, or Facebook, Soul Revival Ministries. So this has been a good week. We've been studying and learning about the wisdom of God versus the wisdom of the world, the biblical wisdom versus the worldly wisdom. But there's one thing uh, we have to study is what good is knowledge without application? So this morning, I'd like to get into a little bit of application to close out the week. But let's first go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time. Thank you for everything you're doing, Lord. I just uh, pray that you'll put angels of protection around my son and I as we travel to visit our family. Lord, we pray for a good trip. And uh, we just uh, thank you for this opportunity of restoration. And Lord, I just... uh, I just ask that you look over my my my, my house, my family while I'm gone, and uh, bless the service tonight, bless this podcast, and let people share it, and not let it fall on deaf ears. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and let's get into this. Um, I'm going to give you four clear steps, and then we're going to look at something in the Bible and how it worked out. You know, the four, uh, the, the four clear steps to applying the wisdom of God to our lives. The first is reverence. Uh, we must reverence God's ways. Um, do you remember as kids when you wouldn't decline a silly dare or an unsafe action because uh, you would, you know, you were worried your parents were going to kill you. And of course, they weren't going to actually kill you. But it was, you know, a very serious way of communicating that obedience in this area was non-negotiable. And we feared our parents. Well, Reverend God is wanting to do life God's way. Just like wanting to do it your parents' way to honor them. You're honoring God's way when you're afraid of the consequences of what it will do to your relationship with the Heavenly Father. And you understand and are concerned with what your way says to him in light of all that he has done for you. It's a wholesome fear of God. You know, I tell everyone, listen, you're free to choose your sin, but you're not free of the consequences. And that's kind of telling you the same thing here is you need to fear what could happen. You know, you, we need to fear God. I'm sorry. that's People say, no, yeah, you need to fear God. It's a, it's a healthy thing. And then number two, you know, uh, we need to uh, read and understand his word. And to live wisely, we have to familiarize ourselves with the manual. And uh, his, his Bible, B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. It's a, it's a manual. And uh, I'm going to give you a Psalms uh, 119, 97 through 100 
to kind of demonstrate this. It says, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. Understanding the word requires the the snacking on the scriptures. I'm talking about becoming students of the word. I mean, it, it means taking the promises found in the Bible and receiving them into your heart and asking God for grace to live it out through a transformed life. You know, the renewing of the mind, transforming you. It's much more than knowing the right thing. It's putting it into practice. Knowing the Bible never changed anyone. It is applying what you know of the Bible that brings change to your life. And uh, knowing the Bible never changed anyone. It's that Bible just sits there. It's just sitting there on the table. It's not going to change you. But if you'll read it and apply it, it will transform you. Just hear what I'm saying and think on that. So um, let's go to number three. Okay, so number three, we must ask God for the wisdom of God. You know, in James 1, 5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Did you hear what I said? And it will be given to you, James 1, 5. Ask for it. Pray about it. Meditate on it. Because This is an airtight promise, guys. God wants us to act in his wisdom. We just have to ask whether it's about a tough decision, an uncertain project, a wayward child, uh, messy finances. He says that he will give wisdom generously. God says that if you pray and do not doubt, he will show you the path. What doubt looks like might surprise you when you keep reading your Bible. You see, we got to learn to trust him completely. Not doubting means that deep in your heart, you plan to actually follow through with his wisdom. If you don't doubt and are ready and willing to move, he will show you the way. It may be through a book. It may be through a person counselor or pastor it may be through a series of events where several people who aren't acquainted give you the same advice or say the same thing to you or it may be a strong prompting in your spirit you just feel something inside telling you we can take comfort in the wisdom of god you know trusting we got to trust trusting all that comes our way It's from the hand of good and loving God. He knows all things actually and possibly and exerting his unlimited power to execute. He wants to execute his power, the best possible outcomes by the best possible means to fulfill the highest possible purposes. 
He wants the best for his children. He wants to use his power to give it to you. But you got to explore the Bible. Mm-mm-mm. Guys, there's four ways that you can apply the wisdom of God to your life. And I told you I'd give you a little story from the Bible, but I'm also going to give you a quote. If you've never heard of A.W. Tozer, please look A.W. Tozer up. He said, wisdom, among other things, is the ability to devise perfect ends and to achieve those ends by the most perfect means. God could be orchestrating a perfect situation in your life, but you're missing it because you're not taking time to see. You can't see his wisdom because the circumstances are a mess right now and seem unbearable. And yet, they're his perfect means to accomplish his perfect plan in you. Guys, I want you to I want you to remember the story, um, Joseph, the coat of many colors. God used his his wisdom Hold on, I had this I had this story written down for you. My goodness. My goodness. But I just have to paraphrase what it was that I wanted to say. Guys, Joseph, he started out and he had all kinds of dreams and visions from God. And he made the mistake of sharing one with his brothers that said that they would one day bow at his feet. And it made them very angry. And they ended up taking his coat. They couldn't kill him. They just couldn't kill him because they knew how much the father, his father, their father loved him. And so they they ended up throwing him in a ditch. And, you know, for Joseph, it, it looked like that, uh, it looked like it was over, you know. And uh, you can read about this in the book of Genesis. You know, we learn about the life of um, this, this kid and his brothers. And basically his brothers sold him into slavery. And he found himself in unfortunate and complicated circumstances, ones that seemed that they were really unfair for a a faithful man of God. But then when you turn over the fabric, you can see that God, he had an incredible plan, and, and he wove this man into a position of respect, and he was ended up being the second highest power to the known world. And with his power and influence, Joseph saved not only himself, but also his family and his people. And in his wisdom, God's plans were far beyond what anyone could have ever imagined. What we can trust. I mean, this this kid went to, he was thrown in a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was then raised up and was high uh, for uh, 
into the, the kingdom and then he got put into a prison and then he got brought back and then he ends up, you know, and according, you know, if you were looking at Joseph, it would have looked like, Lord, why in the world are you having me go through all this? You know, why, why? And uh, if you've ever seen a lot of handmade rugs, tapestries, one side is beautiful and the other side is just full of knots. And I'm sure Joseph, all he saw was the knots. But in the end, the Lord flipped that tapestry over and it was a beautiful picture on the other side, a beautiful rug. And, you know, Joseph stayed faithful to God throughout the whole thing and he trusted God. Even though it was bad times, he trusted God that the outcome was going to be good. And that's what I preach all the time. Whatever God wants you to go through today, accept it. Accept it. Because if he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. And when God brings you through it, the other side's beautiful. And you just got to trust that. So trust God and trust his wisdom. Go out and apply the four things today to your life and watch what happens guys you know we got to trust the father because god loves you i love you nothing you can do about it peace out make it a great weekend